Everybody want to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to lift no heavy ass weight. Muscle Talk, featuring Jimmy the Athlete Savvy. Hosted by Dane Hudson. Ladies and gentlemen, that music means one thing. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. Whatever time it is, wherever the hell you are, we don't care. Welcome to Muscle Talk, featuring Jimmy the Athlete Sadik. I'm Dane Hudson. Now, we'll be exploring everything that is bodybuilding on this program. Nutrition, training, supplementation. You've probably already seen and heard all of our promos on the, on the Muscle Talk website. Thank you so much for liking it. Thank you so much for giving us a shot. Now, anything you want to know, you'll hear it here. It's all at your convenience when you want it. That's your love, 2011. Now, the athlete, Jimmy Sadik, you know him, you love him. He'll be answering all your questions week to week. But, but now, Jimmy. Yes, mate. This is a Kim Kardashian. A very big but. We'll also have lots and lots of special guests to share their training secrets and advice. And now... Let me tell you, when I say big, I mean athlete, big. I mean big. Big arms? No, no, not big arms, big, huge arms. Huge arms. But we can't give it away. Stop there, we can't give it away. You'll have to stay patient, because we can't wait to bring you our first guest, I guarantee. Can we tell them who got him, though? Can we tell them? All right, okay, I've got to confess, ladies and gentlemen, I've been pipped to the post. The first interview for Muscle Talk, I've been beaten. And it was Jimmy, the athlete, Sadik, who secured our big-time guest. I, I... But the good thing about this, mate, and this is going to show why we work so well, is we hadn't spoken about who we wanted as the first guest. That's exactly right. But we yeah. both had the same bloke in the mind for the guest. And I flung you the message, and you were like, get out of here. I was just at work, and I got the message, and I nearly fell off my chair, let me tell you. My colleagues were like, what? I said, ah, nothing, just some big news. Mate, I woke up this morning. I haven't been this sore ever since I can remember. I was telling you in the kitchen, we were just... Did you go to ARC? No. Oh, look, come on, mate. None of that, please. (laughs) No, mate, I, I don't swing that way as much as many men out there would wish that blokes like you and I do, but we don't. Uh, look, sore chest, Jimmy. The paws and rest, uh, the, you know, the, the press and pause The rest technique. pause, the rest pause. Oh, mate, tell us about it. Why does it work so well? Mate, like, what it is, the rest pause technique basically means you're not doing so many reps at once and you're able to use a little bit more weight than you usually would for, say, a 12-rep set. So if you're going to do a 12-rep set, just say you could pump out 100 kilo on the bench for 12 reps. With the, using the rest pause principle... You're stopping after about four, maybe five reps max. Yeah. Okay, but for four or five reps, you can use more than 100 kilo because you're not trying to hit that 12 in one go. You're trying to hit 12 total reps, but you're giving yourself a good 15 to 20 seconds, maybe even up to 30 seconds rest in between your set. So you might be having, you might put on the bar 120, 130, pump out four, rest 15 seconds, pump out three, rest 15 seconds, pump out two, rest 15 seconds, and then pump it out to you hit 12. And that's a set. That's four miniature sets in a set. And and that's why, because you've done the same amount of reps with about 30% more weight. No, it was so good. And also we were speaking earlier in the kitchen. I was having a uh, coffee with milk and Jimmy, of course. No, none more than a tea with no sugar and no milk. It is 8pm, mate. I want to go to bed. Yeah, no, look, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but look, the best thing about this, we were talking as well about rep ranges and, uh, you know, different rep reps and mixing it up. I've been doing something, you know, I've been doing 20 reps and then I've been doing 10 reps, then 12, then 8, and then 20 again. Oh, how good is that for a little bit of growth and a little bit of pain? Mixing now, mate, up the, the, boys, the, the boys that have been around for a while know that as pyramiding, Okay. 
And then we, we at that last set of 20 reps, you go back to your starting weight again. I like to call that a bit of a feel set, a pump set. All right. Why, why, that, why is that so effective? Because it's simple. All right. I live by the motto, keep it simple, stupid. Okay. That's probably yeah. because I'm pretty simple myself. But yeah. in saying that, if you try and overcomplicate things, if you try and overthink things, if you read too much of the same material... It's all going to say the same thing, but differently, you're going to think it's different. Yeah, right. Okay, look, very interesting stuff. What about as well dumbbells over barbells? Now, the other day, I was um, talking to you in the gym, and you were telling me that you haven't benched in about two months. I mean, I favor dumbbells. I know lots of bodybuilders that do. They're so much better. You get that, that range. I mean, so what's the verdict, dumbbells or barbells? The movement is so similar, yet they're two totally different exercises. Like you said, the range of motion is totally different. You can um, you can push outwards with dumbbells, you can keep them close to your chest. With the bar, it's more rigid, all right? But in saying that, if you want to really load some weight up on a bar, okay, and or on your chest, the bar is the best way to go. But in saying that, I said I haven't benched for about two months because I haven't trained with anyone for two months, okay? So I'm not really prepared to get stuck under a bench and go to fail, yeah. all right? And have that risk of the, the weights not being able to be moved off and looking like a clown. Yeah, right. All right. With the dumbbells, you can push yourself, but if you do get in trouble, bada bing, bada boom, you drop them on the ground. Okay, you yeah. drop a barbell on your on your chest, you're gonna hurt a bit. What about and the other day as well, I was I pulled out, you'd be very impressed with me. I'm only a little fella, I'm about eighty three kilograms, but the other day I picked up the the fifties off the rack, boom boom, about five or six reps. I had about thirty grams of carbs all day. Oh, what bicep curls? Was no, that? no, 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 a chest press. Chest, chest press with the fifties, okay. Yeah, no, someone stepped by walked by and said to me, mate, what are you doing? I could have passed them to you. What have got a few more reps out. Can you talk me through why we need to and why anyone listening would need to be using, you know, dumbbells and have someone pass the dumbbells as opposed to pulling them off the rack themselves? Will it make any difference to the amount of reps they can get out at the end of the set? The only positive I see from that is you're not expending any energy moving the dumbbells from the rack to your legs, from the legs to where you need to start the movement from, whether it be if you're lying down on your chest or if it's shoulders. Me personally, if I can't take the dumbbells from the rack, put them on my legs, from my legs, put them to where they have to start the movement from, okay, then there's no point in doing it. Because if you can't get it from there, you're not going to get it away from there, okay? And if you if you do need to drop them, there's going to be injury because you haven't put them up there yourself. The first rep, I can understand a, a spot, just to get the, the dumbbells up because sometimes your range of motion uh, drops a little bit when you're using real heavy weight. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay? And then you've got that spotter there. But especially for shoulder press, I, I can't handle people if they got, especially if they're, only, if they're using 40, maybe 50 kilo dumbbells for a shoulder press and they get someone to pass the dumbbells to their shoulders. Like, you, you're not, your grip's not going to be steady. And plus, you're not use, utilizing all your stabilizing muscles that you will need for that movement anyway. Exactly. All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, nutrition. Now, protein shakes. Now, it's been three hours since my last meal, and you've just said to me, Dane, have a protein shake. And I said, mate, why? I don't feel like one at the moment. I'm very excited. I've got some kangaroo behind me. I'll be ripping into that in a moment. Tell me about protein shakes. You'd be surprised the amount of people, and, I, and I've found out in the last week, that don't really know, understand the difference between a whey protein shake or a casein or casein protein shake. They don't understand. And the timing, they don't know when they should be taking it. I was talking to somebody the other day who, would, who was taking a whey protein shake, but taking it three hours before they trained. 
they were getting in there and, well, basically burning nothing but muscle. When do we take whey, whey protein shakes and why? Okay, I'll take you back to your, your first question. Why do we need protein shakes? Look, basically, protein shake is for convenience. A protein shake, I call it a liquid steak, okay? Protein shakes have got a lot of good things, but they are still just a supplement. I've made some good gains lately by reducing the amount of protein shakes out of my diet, but in saying that, my food bill's gone through the roof, okay? The amount of time I'm taking now to eat is a lot longer than usual. So I've brought them back to whereas last year I was probably having trying to have half my, my meals with protein shakes, half of my meals with uh, pr- uh, proper meals. Now it's probably about 70-30. And now I'm really watching the timing of my protein shakes. I'm really watching what type of protein I'm having. Just to bring you up to speed on the different co- types of protein shakes that are around, you've got your basic WPI, yeah. okay, whey protein isolate. That's your, your stock standard run-of-the-mill, okay? That's just like your unleaded fuel that basically 95% of us can get away with using and we're going to get results. Bang for the buck is awesome. Quality is awesome. And now with all the taste the taste around, it's very, very, very unlikely you're going to find a protein shake that you cannot get down. You've got your casein. That's more common for nighttime. Yeah, before bed. Before right? bed. So yeah. before bed, protein shake will have, you can use casein. It's got a slower digestion rate. That's why people have it before bed so they get the digestion rate the whole time they sleep. Plenty of guys out there take a whey shake before bed. Is this good? 100%. I've not gone to bed without taking a WPI shake for, I cannot remember. I couldn't tell you. Um, if I'm out of my casein protein, I'll put a little bit of fat with my protein shake. The fat will slow down the digestion of the whey protein right. isolate. And that's what we want because we're, we're fasting for eight hours. We want to be having fat with our proteins before bed so that we're not chewing up our hard-earned muscle overnight, correct? Yeah, well, that's it. But in saying, in saying that, you're not doing anything when you're sleeping anyway. But you still need that protein to recover, okay? Um, lately, lately uh, I've been using hydrolyzed whey protein, and I've been using that primarily right after I finish my workout, only because that's got a, high, a quicker digestion rate than WPI, okay? And I need that muscle getting repaired straight away. I've been training twice a day, so I need I need those those nutrients in the muscle quick, smart. That way, I can get my second session in with enough energy. All right, I want to ask as well, you brought up just then cheap meals. Cheap meals, not cheap meals. Don't get excited. Don't reach for the pantry and rip into a pizza or an ice cream or whatever it is you like. Go to the pantry, mate. Go to Burger King. Yeah, no, forget that. Forget that. Uh, Look, cheap meals. Now, I have, after I train, 10 egg whites with honey and sugar. Fast absorbing carbs, fast protein. That's what I want. That cost me about $2.70. I've heard people this week, even away from bodybuilding, in the news, in the media, calling particular radio stations or speaking out about food being so expensive. I don't quite understand it. I bought chicken breasts yesterday, four of them for 12 bucks. What other cheap meal options have you got, considering you and I eat like, you know, we don't have stomachs? Cheap meal food, number one, tuna. Yeah. Okay. You can get a 450-gram tin of tuna. Once everything's drained out of it, it's about 270 grams of tuna for under $2. Doesn't taste the best. Mix it with sauce, but that's a cheap meal. Dane, you said you don't have protein shakes during the day. Protein shakes are an equivalent. It's a supplement to a meal. And generally, if you buy a big tub of protein, you're looking at per, per serve about a dollar. So that's a dollar per meal. That's a cheap meal. 
you can compare that to your four dollar meal of chicken breast. But I'm telling you, if you can sub, if you can put three to four protein shakes in amongst your meals per day, especially if you're going to uni, going to school, haven't got that much coin about, you're gonna save yourself a stack of money. The outlay of just over a hundred bucks for a big tub of protein, it's a big hit at the time. Yeah. But why don't you put a money jar next to your protein bucket? Every time you have a shake, put two bucks in. Love it. Now, never mind me, I'm just eating some kangaroo here, avocado and broccoli. It's a great little bit of Mexican spices, and you know, this time of night, no carbs. Stay off today, like I said, the sorest I've been for some time. Righto, people don't really know who I am. Now, Jimmy, a lot of people know who the athlete is, everyone knows the athlete. But I'm going to interview you anyway, just for, for anyone who's going to be downloading this, they want to know a bit about you, they want to know a little bit about me. Jimmy, when did you first start bodybuilding? First started bodybuilding when I was a swimmer. I just wanted to look better when I was standing on the blocks. So, <laughs> No, that, that's, that's, that's the athlete. Ba basically, when I was 15, I got a job in a gym, a cooler bar gym, I think it's still around in Maryland. All I did was sweep the squash courts and pick up weights. I was doing that, I think, twice a day, twice a week. I was, I was doing that. Then I stopped swimming when I moved houses. I didn't like my new squad, and I just joined the gym adjacent to the swimming pool. That was at 16, and I, mate, from there I just I fell in love with it. I got quick results. I learned. I trained with guys older than myself. I read every magazine I could. The net was new then, but there's still heaps of information around on the, the internet. And the year after that, I think I was 17. That was year 2000. First year of the Sydney exhibition, uh, the, the Fitness Expo. Right. It was the first year there. I, I went down with a couple of mates from school. I met the A&B promoter, Robert Powell, and a guest, a guest poser there. Uh, his name was Duncan. Spoke to them a bit. They said how old I was. I told them they should, oh, you should compete in teens. And I go, yeah, cool. And then there was a big result then, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I competed that year. I came third in the under-19s. First comp ever. Took me two years to, to win the Teenage Australia after that. So I, I did that in 2001 after I'd finished high school. And then in 2005, I got the Junior Australia with the IFBB. And then that was my last show. Great. And favourite body part to train and why? That changes with how I'm looking. When I'm a little bit chunkier and I'm just trying to get a little bit bigger and thicker and stronger, it's definitely chest, chest and legs because... I'll be religiously benching and squatting on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, so with those big, with, with a little bit of weight behind you and doing it uh, consistently, surprising how strong you can get, how quick you can get. Favourite exercise? When I'm in shape, definitely like training arms. Yeah, right. All well, right? you did that tonight. How'd you go? Yeah, I trained arms tonight. Tonight it was quality. Great. Very simple, very simple alternated biceps and triceps. Supersetting them, doing them together. Yeah, I just did. I did exercise for exercise. I did the, the workout was basically rope press downs. Then I hammer, uh, rope hammer curls for biceps. Then I went on to uh, close grip bench. Then I did a standing barbell curl. And then I supersetted skull crushers with the easy bar curl. And, and we just finished off with a few more cables. Well, I can feel the pain from here. Guys, I mean, you can't see it. This is, this is radio, not television. But, I mean, Jimmy's arms, uh, they are just pumped like you wouldn't believe. The veins are sticking out. I mean, it, it's just insane. I love it. And I can't wait to get all these tips so I can too. Be such a weapon. This is great. I'm so excited about this program. Now, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you as well. Bodybuilding. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't understand why we do it, why day in, day out, we watch the clock to eat what we want to eat. We give up alcohol or we, we go to bed early because we've got to sleep to grow as much. Why does Jimmy the Athlete Sadic train? I train because I, I like the way it makes me feel. If I feel pumped or if I, if I feel like I look good, 
then the things that I do during the day are a lot more productive. I like attention, but at the same time, I like that quietness as well. So you can get people, you can get people that stare, 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 but at the same time, you get you have that intimidation factor if you have a little bit of size about you, and that not many people will come up to you in the street and ask you questions or say hello. So, and I like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I, I like just to keep to myself. Yeah, I love it. There we are, Jimmy, the athlete, Sadie. <laughs> Righto, Jimmy. Okay, so like you said before, mate, you're probably very, very anonymous. Not for long at all. When did you get started in training? Well, I got started. I got a phone call one day, some random lady, and says, there's a gym opening in Annengrove. I lived in Kenthurst in the northwest of Sydney at the time. And I said, ah, yeah, nah, no thanks. Hung up and thought, the gym, you're kidding. Anyway, it was um, then my mate, good mate, Ryan Simpson, rings me and says, mate, I'm going to start going to the gym with Dad. I said, really? goes, yeah. Now, mind you, a few years before that, mum and dad bought me a bench press, and all I did was buys and chest. It's all I trained for years. And it was quite funny because, really, um, my buys and chest probably aren't my strong points, which is quite ironic. But anyway, look, that's just... The mirror uh, muscles, mate. Yeah, well, that, that's sort of just uh, how it happened. But I then thought, well, look, I'll go and give it a go. And I was basically hooked, you know, picked up the dumbbells, as Arnold famously says... It's like you're coming. It's just an amazing feeling, and that was when I started. What's your favourite body part to train? And I want the, I want you to tell the people what's your worst body part you have, and what's your best. The best body part is probably the legs. They're, they're probably they're bigger than my upper body, which is quite rare, yeah, which is quite funny. But my favourite muscle to train is legs, and I just love the uh, feeling, the testosterone that's generated. In terms of the worst body part, I'd probably have to say, well, besides calves that don't ever seem to grow, but we'll be touching on this later on. You'll be telling us how to get those bloody calves to grow. <laughs> my worst body part would probably have to be my lats. I don't think they're as wide as they could be. Someone said to me yesterday, I'd almost be a god if I had lats. That was a backhanded compliment. But uh, yeah, almost, or almost be a god. I had a bit of a laugh at that. Anyway, yeah. Mate, mate, by the time I'm done with you, give me six months. Give me three months. Mate, summer's in three months. I'll push under my wing. You'll be my little project. Under the wing, so to speak. I'll be flying out of here every day. I've got lats. A so you'll be lats. flying off my back. Oh, righty. I'll be landing jumbo jets too, like we say in our <laughs> promo. <laughs> That's it. That's really all you need to know about ourselves. I'm Dane Hudson. I'm Jimmy the Athlete. That's right. Train hard, eat well. There's a little bit of athlete in all this. Catch you next week. Muscle Talk.